beautiful humans and welcome to day one of how to be a goddess i am so excited for this master class you guys like so excited i can't even really put it into words like if you have been following me for any length of time if you follow me on social media then you know that diving really really deeply into my own you know sacred feminine awakening over the last two years has been huge and it's not something that I was you know overtly open with all the time but now it has just become such a huge and pivotal piece in every single area of my life um, you know being a wife being a mother being a business owner being a woman it's just it's completely transformed the way I interact with myself, the way I interact with others, the way I interact in my marriage, um, just everything, everything. So being able to bring you this content in this masterclass over the next two days feels so surreal. Um, and it also just, it just feels really good, you guys. It just feels really good and it feels really aligned. I've had to like stop myself a couple of times over the launch of this freebie because it did feel so easy and it did, did feel so natural and so effortless. And I had to stop myself from trying to complicate it because you know the it, it's my natural inclination and I think it's a lot of our natural inclinations, whether it's conscious or subconscious, to complicate shit when it feels too easy or to question things or you know to assume that it's not as worthy and effort isn't as worthy if it doesn't you know require some level of struggle, right? There can't be a success story without a struggle story first. And once you really dive into the core of the divine feminine, you know, that's just not true. That's just not true. That's a bullshit story that, you know, came about through the rise of the patriarchy over the last however many fucking years we've been kind of living in this. And um, when you really get in touch with your divine feminine truth you just it, it's just not true and you, and you realize that and and things begin to feel more effortless things to begin to feel just juicier and just just good you guys so good like so I'm so excited to bring this to you guys as you pop on say hello let me know that you can hear me I'm always hyper paranoid that people can't hear me so let me know that you can hear me. Say hello, 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 all of the hellos. I see some of you guys popping on. Hey, Nicole, how are you? Good morning. So um, for those of you who don't know if you're new to my world, I am Logan, the spiritual hustler, and I inspire and empower women through wealth, health, and entrepreneurship to take radical responsibility for their lives and the way that they show up in the world. Hey, Tiffany, good morning, girl. Hello, hello. And... Just the, the divine feminine has been, like I said, just such a pivotal part in my own journey over the last two years. And it's an honor to help women reconnect with that part of themselves because society connecting with your divine feminine essence and, you know, everything. Hey, Sarah. Good morning, girl. Hello. Oh, two Sarahs. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? So grateful that you're here with me this morning. So, so grateful. But our relationship with our divine feminine isn't something that's necessarily nurtured. Um, even something as simple as our relationship with our menstrual cycle. You know, I remember I started my period when I was 11 and it took me two years before I told my mom because I was so embarrassed and I was so uncomfortable and um, I just, I, I couldn't bring myself to admit, you know, that, that I had started my period. So I like hid out and was like super covert, like making my own little toilet paper pads and things like that, which looking back now, it's like highly unsanitary, like just like really, really gross stuff. But that's how deep 
um, the shame around that part of myself was. And, you know, let me, let me know, you know, how, how you guys, if that resonates with you at all, like that, that's the biggest example of our disconnect with our divine feminine essence is our relationship with our cycle. Whether, you know, it's, we have a really, really negative experience with it, like super heavy periods, super uncomfortable periods, um, suffering from things like PCOS, um, endometriosis, things like that. Those are all indicative of a severing between ourselves and our divine feminine essence. Hey Mindy, good morning, love. So that's really where it all kind of began for me. Let me know if that's something similar to for you, if you had, you know, a similar story, but, um, just witnessing the discomfort and the shame in myself and the fact that it took me two years to tell my mom that I started my period. And even then I only told her because I had to, because I was like, she was forcing me to go to a pool party. And I was like, I can't go to a pool party with toilet paper in my pants, you know? And, and then, you know, I kind of came out with it, but it's just the depths of the, of the conditioning, right? So we're going to talk about that today. We're going to, I'm going to talk about that so much more. I have a whole module devoted to deconditioning um, in Goddess Code, which is a new container I'm going to be launching very soon. Um, but today, what we're really going to focus on are the three ways that we kind of interact with ourselves and our divine feminine essence, okay? Um, before we dive in, I wanted to open us up with a little meditation. Normally, I open with a card pull. Today, I'm going to close with a card pull. So if you want a card pull, hang around until the end, and I'll do individual card pulls and one collective pull. But I want to open with a meditation. So unless you're driving, <laughs> if you're driving, please don't close your eyes. Um, but if you are in a position where you can be seated and close your eyes and get comfortable, then please do so. I'm going to burn some Palo Santo real quick just to cleanse the space. So we're going to cleanse our space, cleanse the air around us, cleanse the body, all the things. And then I got this super vibey little altar bell in this month's goddess provisions box. Guys, don't forget, I'm giving away a February goddess provisions box. If you don't know what that is, it's a super high vibe goddess, goddess level subscription box. The only subscription box I've ever maintained. I've had it for like two or three years now and I love it. And I'm giving away a February box. I'm just going to pay for yours and have it shipped to you. All you have to do is share um, this. You can just share, take a screenshot of me and share it on your stories, whatever. Tag me in it and I'll go ahead and enter you and I'm going to announce the winner tomorrow at the end. But I got this super cute little altar bell and it does the same. It does something similar to just cleansing the energy, cleansing the air, but with sound. So we're going to go ahead and ring our little bell, ring a little bell. Okay. Come to an easy seated position, close your eyes. I like to rest one hand on my heart and one hand on my belly, connecting to that sacred space of the divine feminine and the sacral chakra, as well as the divine feminine in the heart. These are the poles of our energetic bodies. We open and we receive and we create through these two areas. We receive through the heart, we create through the womb. So connecting intentionally with these two areas. Just begin to notice the breath. Let's take three rounds, three nice deep breaths together. Inhale through your nose. Exhale. Let it out, let it go. Let's do that again. Inhale through the nose. Exhale through the mouth. And this time, as you exhale, make an audible sound, whatever feels good, 
whatever sound feels good and natural to make. So let's inhale. Exhale. Just letting it all go. Allow your breath to return to its normal rhythm now. We're gonna start at the top of our head and we're just gonna invite a wave of calmness to kind of wash over the physical body. So starting at the top of your head, just envision a wave of white light trickling down over your crown, down your face. And as it moves down, you unfurl your brow, you drop your tongue away from the roof of your mouth. You soften your jaw. That wave continues to move down the throat, shoulders, inviting your shoulders to drop down away from your ears. The shoulder blades relax down the back. Heart softens. Continue to invite this wave down your arms, down your belly. Relax and release your belly. We hold it in all day long. Allow it to soften. That wave of white light runs down your hips, inviting them to relax and release any tension they may be holding. Down the thighs, across your knees, down your shins and out through your tippy toes. Breathe in. Exhale. And in this moment, I want you to thank yourself for creating the time and the space to pour into your personal growth and development here, to reconnect with a part of yourself that you may have never connected with before now. Thank yourself for being here. So many people aren't, but you are. And that is divine. I also want you to set an intention. We're here to, together for the next two days in this little mini container. So I want you to set an intention for it. Why did you sign up for this masterclass? Why are you watching this live stream or this replay? Why are you here? What are you looking for? What are you searching for? What do you desire? So set an intention for yourself for the next two days. Commit to showing up today and tomorrow. It's easy to show up on day one when the energy's high and we're excited. It's a little harder to show up on day two, especially when it's on a Friday. So commit to seeing this through to the end, to receiving whatever you're meant to receive in this container, to opening yourself up to the divine feminine wisdom that's already inside of you. We're just gonna work on awakening it. Deep breath in through the nose. Exhale, let it out. One more deep inhale through the nose. And let it out. Next inhale, you can blink your eyes open and come back into your body. All right, guys. Oh, I love, I have just, my love for meditation has just grown here lately and I just, I, could, I couldn't not do it. So 
Oh, my husband is texting me. Not right now, sir. Not right now. Okay, so let's dive in. The first thing that I really think needs to be discussed before we talk about the divine feminine is the fact that in all bodies, regardless of gender or sexual or orientation, identification, every single, and not even just humans, every single thing has both masculine and feminine energies. Yes, this is a law of the universe. It is the law of gender. It is laws of the universe are not created by man therefore they cannot be altered by man it just is what it is everything has masculine energy everything has feminine in different degrees and ratios but it all does right we all have them and most of the time they're out of balance most of the time they're out of balance and it's just purely because of the way our society is run right our society naturally bends towards the masculine right that's why we're taught you know that we have to show up in our businesses in a certain way or we have to act in a certain way or we have to do things in a certain way you know that's why we feel guilty when we're not doing 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 that's why you know, we feel like we should be doing something even though, you know, maybe we've dedicated a day to rest or something like that. I know for me personally, when I, in, in terms of my workouts, it's really hard for me to take a rest day. I have to be really, really intentional. Let me know if you feel this when, you know, you, you've told yourself that you're going to rest or you're going to allow yourself space to breathe. And then you feel guilty as you're sitting in that space that you've created for yourself. That's how I feel. It, like logically, I know I need to take a rest day. My body needs to rest. My muscles need to recover and repair. But mentally, it's this battle that I experience that that, that tells me in not showing up, I'm going to lose progress or, you know, I, I don't feel like I can eat on a rest day because I might gain weight or something might change or, you know, you lose progress, you lose momentum. And that is an overabundance and an overassertion of the masculine, right? That is wounded masculine energy just being too overbearing, too fixated on structure and regimen and the need for, you know, to constantly be doing something in order to feel worthy of receiving something, right? So most of the time, these masculine and feminine energies that we have are out of balance, right? And sometimes it's on the other end. Sometimes the, the imbalance is in the feminine, right? So an overabundance of masculine or um, an imbalance in the divine masculine looks like, you know, constantly f facing burnout or just, you know, doing for the sake of doing because you don't feel worthy of receiving if you're not doing. Um, these are people pleasers. These are, you know, the people who bend over backwards to do something for someone else, right? These are very common things that women tend to struggle with, feeling like they have to do for someone constantly, feeling like they need to put someone else's needs ahead of their own. That is a result of an imbalance and a wounded, like leaning towards that wounded masculine, needing to do, do, do in order to feel worthy of receiving versus wounded feminine or, you know, an imbalance towards the feminine. This is the opposite. This is like very much apathetic, <laughs> like not really wanting to show up, not really wanting to do anything, waiting to feel inspired, waiting, you know, just, just waiting around to kind of feel like, you know, feel like, like you want to do it. And you know, the, the, the balance and the synergy between the two is when we can find that alignment, we prioritize alignment, but we also maintain a dedication to sacred discipline, right? So, so really finding the synergy and the alchemy between these two energies. So there are a couple, a couple of misconceptions about these energies that I kind of wanted to touch on too before we dive fully into the feminine. A misconception about masculine energy. Guys, I know we've all heard the, the term toxic masculinity. Um, it's rampant right now, especially among uh, modern feminists, uh, modern feminist movement. And 
there are a lot of misconceptions around masculine energy, such as, you know, it's overbearing. It's the only path to success. Like you constantly, like I said, have to be doing, doing, doing in order to achieve. Um, you know, it's, it's just the right now, whatever, whatever you consider like the, the dominant thought process or the dominant school of thought in terms of success, that is masculine energy. And that's, that's a misconception about masculine energy. The masculine is just there to provide structure and stability. Um, we'll talk about that more in just a second. But those are some misconceptions about the masculine. Misconceptions about the feminine are that it's airy-fairy, it's indecisive, it's unproductive, none of which is true. None of which is true. It can be if it's a wounded state of either of these energies. But when we find energetic harmony between the two and we're expressing them in a healthy manner, it's none of that. It's none of that. We find this beautiful blending of these two energies. And this is also something that I'm going to be talking about in Goddess Code. There's a whole module on um, sacred energies and alchemy and really working together with these two energies. Um, because for us as women, this is an example that I use a lot, but especially in relationships, especially in relationships, we have to be able to embody our divine and sacred feminine essence in order for our partners, if you have a masculine or a, ma a male partner or you know, whatever kind of relationship you're in, the feminine within that relationship has to be able to embody and fully express her feminine in order for the masculine to be expressed. And in my marriage for a really long time, my husband and I just butted heads a lot because I was so heavily in my masculine. I was trying to control. I was trying to make all the calls. I was trying to, you know, wear the pants in the relationship, which then left no room for him to come in and fill his role as the masculine, as that sacred masculine energy, right? I wasn't embodying that feminine. We were both trying to embody masculine and it just wasn't working right it wasn't working our communication wasn't good our boundaries weren't weren't good um, our sex life was non-existent like it just it wasn't a good it, there was no alchemy there was no synergy whatsoever because it was two dominant masculine forces just butting heads so it's really important that we find this synergy right and that that shows up in all different areas of our life again I don't want to spend a ton of time on that there's a whole module on it in goddess code but I did want to kind of bring that aware bring that to your awareness so the bottom line and the truth is we need both we need the masculine we need the feminine so let's talk about the energetics of love and money for just a second because the energetics of love and money are masculine. They're rooted in masculine worthiness. They vibe at the same frequency. So love and money and abundance and all of the things that we desire more of, that we tend to desire more of in our life, they vibrate at the same frequency, you guys. I've been talking about this for months ever since I picked up the book Becoming Supernatural for the first time. These high vibrational frequencies, bliss, um, gratitude, joy, abundance, love, money, all of these things vibrate at a really quick, fast frequency way up here. And then the more common, you know, feelings and emotions that we tend to experience like fear, lack, shame, guilt, whatever, things that are commonly associated with reconnecting and connecting and really igniting that divine feminine energy within ourselves. Those are vibrating down here. And we will never attract something that is vibrating up here at a vibration or when we're sitting at a vibration that's way down here, right? So, if you desire more money in your life, if you desire more abundance, and abundance looks like so many different things, you guys. My screen just got really dark. I don't know if it looks dark on y'all's end, but my screen just got super dark. Hopefully, I don't know what's happening. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Um, but if you desire more money, more 
clients, more abundance, more joy, more, more anything, more of any of the good shit that makes life so good and so juicy, then you have to really look at your relationship with these two energies. Right, So love, money, abundance, these are all, like I said, masculine worthiness. They vibe at the same frequency because they provide a sense of safety and stability. You may think love equals feminine, but it's not necessarily true because love provides us with that secure foundation. Right, we are grounded and rooted in love. We are we we are love. We come from love, and we're sent here to to receive and to give love. It is a sense of stability, and sturdiness. And from that perspective, love is an embodiment of the divine masculine. So, love and money these are embodiments of the divine masculine because they provide safety, stability, structure, and guidance. And to receive these things, right? We want more love. We want more money. We want more abundance. We want more this. We want more that. Well, the feminine is who receives that, right? And to receive those things, the feminine has to feel safe. So that's what the conversation today and tomorrow is going to be about. And that's what the entire container of Goddess Code is about. It's about reconnecting with that divine feminine essence uh, that is you. Like, it's, like I said in that meditation, it's inside of you, but you've been conditioned to separate from it. And I, I was writing something this morning about how, you know, I... I, I've never felt safe in my feminine until recently. It never felt safe to be vulnerable. One of my very first memories, I don't even know how old I was, but it was, I, I was in a beach house with my family and I was probably seven or eight years old and my brother was there and he had a friend and we were watching the movie Fly Away Home. Have you ever seen the movie Fly Away Home? Um, it's about this girl who adopts these geese, these Canadian geese, and they fall in love with her and they imprint on her and they follow her around and she raises these geese and then they become old enough to fly away. And you guys, oh man, if you want a good cry, watch that movie because man, oh man, oh man, um, it's so good. <laughs> but I remember being this little seven or eight year old little Logan and I laid under a wicker chair crying my eyes out because I was too embarrassed to be seen that vulnerable. Even at seven or eight years old, I was so terrified of expressing that vulnerability. So I've never felt safe in, you know, the vulnerability of the divine feminine. I've never felt safe embracing the softness, right? I always self-identified as a tomboy and I didn't like girly things. and I didn't like pink, which is why pink is now a key color in my branding scheme. Um, but I, I was just this self-proclaimed anti-girly girl and um, it, because it just never felt safe. I never felt safe if I wasn't doing, doing, doing. I never felt safe just being and receiving. And all of that changed for me. Um, I'm not going to go into the story, but the, the biggest shift for me was when I gave birth to my third daughter and I really opened up to learning how to receive specifically stability from my husband. It was in that moment when I was in labor and delivery with our, with our third daughter almost a year ago now um, that I could really embody my divine feminine and he could really embody his divine masculine and we could be there together. It was so beautiful. I need to write out that story. <laughs> um, but just, just both of us being able to stand firm in our roles. And again, even if you're in a same-sex relationship, there's still someone who is going to embody more of the feminine and there is somebody who is going to embody more of the masculine. And if we're not willing to step fully into those roles, neither one of us can really fulfill our roles, right? So we have to be willing, but in order to do that, we have to feel safe. So we have to cultivate this safety within ourselves that we desire to have in our external circumstances, which again, that's what this is all about. Let me see, Tiffany, oh my God, yes. Oh, I cry all the time. I have that part down. Oh my gosh, I love that. I love that. 
So what do you feel like you struggle with in terms of your feminine and like really connecting with that? If you're, if it's not really the emotional stuff, just let me know. Okay. Let me look at my notes. Okay. We're up to date. We're good. We're up to speed. So now let's kind of shift gears and talk about the three ways that we interact with ourselves in the context of the divine feminine, right? So now we have an understanding that we all have the masculine and feminine energies within ourselves. Most of the time it's imbalanced either towards the masculine or towards the feminine. And it's important that we find the harmony and the synergy in order to experience the alchemy, which is you know, wholeness, right? This is, it's, it's ultimately a journey towards wholeness. And we can't really find that if these energies are imbalanced within ourselves. So the three ways that we really interact with ourselves in the context of the divine feminine. All right, and I'm gonna post a graphic that's gonna outline this in the group later. Um, so you can see it a little bit better. I have it drawn here for myself. I guess I can show it to you. But do you see the three little circles? Okay. So the way I define this is there are lots of different feminine archetypes, okay? So these aren't the only three feminine archetypes. There are lots and lots of different ones that show up in different, you know, in different ways, at different times in our life and, and things like that. But in terms of like just day-to-day -day embodiment and goal setting and achievement and, and things like that, these are the three that I really see coming through. The first one, of course, is the goddess, and the goddess is pure feminine energy. She is pure feminine energy. And the goddess refers to who you are and how you move, how you think, who you are, what you believe, how you're showing up in the world. In terms of my signature spiritual hustlers method, this is the beliefs and the emotions that we experience, the context that we hold ourselves in. All right, and that's what all of tomorrow is gonna be about. So I'm not even gonna touch on the goddess anymore. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. Just know that she is pure feminine energy. We're gonna talk about her more tomorrow, but she directly influences the other two, especially the third one. All right, without the goddess, the third one is not possible to achieve. Okay, so again, goddess is our first one. That refers to how we act, who we are, the vibe we put off, the things that we think, the things that we believe, the essence that we embody. And again, when we're talking about our goddess, we're talking about the beliefs that we entertain, the emotions that we experience, the vibe that we give off. You guys have all been around people who just embody, I guess, two different types of vibes. Like you can walk into a room, there's like a hair. Um, you can walk into a room and feel when there's tension in the room, right? The, it, those are the vibrations. Those, that's the energetic frequency of the room, right? It's a heavy frequency or it's a light frequency. Like you can all kind of, we can all kind of read the energy of a room. So when we're talking about the goddess, we're talking about her energy and the vibe that she puts off. And that energy and that vibe is created by our thoughts, our feelings, and our emotions, right? So that's the first step. That's the first thing that we have to master. And that's why I'm saving it for tomorrow because I want to go into a full day of it. That's also the one that we tend to be most disconnected from. All right, is our goddess. Um, disconnected from, you know, whether, in whatever way. There are lots of different ways that we can be disconnected from our from our internal goddess and, and the vibe that we put out and things like that. So saving her for tomorrow. The other two pieces, the other two ways that we tend to interact with ourselves. The second one is the bad bitch. All right, and the bad bitch, I love the goddess, you guys. Don't get me wrong. I fucking love the goddess. I am all about the goddess, especially these days. But the bad bitch is like my home. The bad bitch is like, I don't know, man. There's just something about a bad bitch, right? And the bad bitch in terms of energy and how we interact with ourselves is pure masculine energy. It is the doing. It is the action taking. It is the getting shit done vibe, okay? So if the goddess is... 
the the confidence and the air of confidence and just just the belief and the certainty then the the bad bitch is just like taking that energy taking that confidence taking that certainty and putting it into action and getting shit done let me know if you feel like you have a handle on your bad bitch, if you feel like you thrive in the action taking, right? This is one of the reasons why I rebranded to the spiritual hustler because I fucking love the hustle, you guys. I love the hustle and I fully believe that we can do the hustle in an aligned manner. That's where the spiritual part comes from, right? So it's this sexy hustle. It's this aligned grind. It is just, it's the spiritual hustle, right? And that's the bad bitch energy. She gets shit done. She doesn't fucking question it. And this is the part where sacred discipline comes into play. So oftentimes, and I feel like we can, you know, it would be really easy to blame this on the goddess. We say things like in terms of our goals, or, you know, you say you want to, you want to lose 10 pounds, or you want to have this business, or you want to do this, or you want to do that. Well, then in the name of divine feminine spirit, in the name of divine feminine and, um, you know, alignment and things like that, we'll tend to say things like, oh, it, it doesn't feel like it's an alignment. It doesn't feel good. I don't feel like it. I don't, I don't want to, right? And that is not a healthy expression of our goddess, first of all. But it's also com like directly contradictory to the bad bitch because the bad bitch does the shit she says she's going to do even when she doesn't feel like it. And you guys, there is a difference. I want to do a caveat here because there's a difference between misalignment and discomfort. And the bad bitch can distinguish between the two. Misalignment for me personally is a physical visceral experience. It is like a fuck no in my body. Like absolutely not. This is not happening. No, 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 no. All right. So that's what misalignment feels like for me. I don't know what misalignment feels like, feels like for you. Misalignment for me is very much in my body very much in my body. And I'm realizing now that it might be difficult for a lot of people to discern between misalignment and discomfort because they're disconnected from their body. Right? So Maybe that's you. Maybe you have a disconnection from your body and, and you can't really discern between misalignment and, and discomfort. So you just assume that it's all misalignment instead of discomfort is like Regina George, like just in my ear, like wah, wah, wah. this doesn't feel good. This doesn't feel right. I don't feel like doing it. I don't want to do it. I'd rather sit and watch Netflix. Do I really have to do this? Oh my God. If you watch Shit's Creek, it's like, oh my God, David, right? Oh my God, David, that is that, that, that's the, that's the difference between dis, um, misalignment and discomfort. If that makes sense, let me know if that makes sense at all. You guys might have no fucking clue what I'm talking about, but the bad bitch is able to discern between misaligned and uncomfortable. If it's misaligned, then she honors that and she releases it and she does something different. If it's just fucking discomfort, she shows up anyway. And that's where it becomes pure masculine energy, right? Because the masculine is all about the stability. It's all about the sacred discipline. It's all about doing what the fuck you said you were going to do, right? So the bad bitch identifies as that next level self in terms of what you do in that next level, right? So she's the doing, she's the action, she's what you do in response to who you are, the action you take and the moves that you make. Is this making sense? Let me know in the comments. So the goddess fuels the bad bitch. She influences and impacts the bad bitch. But ultimately, the goddess is pure feminine and the bad bitch is pure masculine. She is just getting shit done, right? She is getting shit done. She is kicking ass and taking names and doing the damn thing because she's a bad bitch, right? You guys know bad bitch energy. Bad bitch energy don't give no fucks. She doesn't give no fucks. She just, like, she shows up and she does the thing that she says she was going to do because she's a bad bitch and because she said she was going to, right? And let me know, how, do you feel like, 
does the bad bitch feel more accessible than the, than the goddess? Like, does it feel easier to think about what you need to do in order to achieve something than who you need to be in order to achieve something? Does that make sense? Does it feel easier to identify the steps to take or the embodiment piece, like who you actually need to be? Because for the longest time, it was easy for me to know what to do. Like, I know how to set up a sales page. I know how to create a sales funnel. I know how to, you know, create content and show up on social media. I know how to record a podcast episode. I know how to set up a freebie. I know how to do this. I know how to do that. And I can do, do, do all day long. But the energy that I was do, do, doing from was totally misaligned. I was doing from an energy of neediness instead of an energy of desire. I was doing just for the sake of doing because my ego told me that if I didn't do, I wasn't worthy. If I didn't do and if I didn't overdo and overgive and overproduce, then I wouldn't receive. When really the goddess knows that it is her fucking birthright to receive. The goddess knows that because she is an expression of divine feminine love, she is from love, she is of love, she is here, she is sent here to give and receive love, it is her birthright to receive. She doesn't have to do, do, do. Now, she does do the aligned action steps in order to create momentum and things like that, absolutely. So the goddess isn't just sitting back and, you know, doing nothing. But the goddess is that certainty, right? It's not an energy of neediness, you guys. I need to stop talking about the goddess. That's what tomorrow is for. But the bad bitch does from a space of knowing that her doing is more than enough and that her doing isn't her doing isn't a prerequisite for her receiving. Her receiving is inevitable. But her doing is her part of the co-creative process. Easier to know the steps. Feels easier for me to identify the steps. I know what needs to be done, but struggle with who I need to be to get it done. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And like I said, that's where we tend to struggle. Like, who do we need to be? How do we need to embody that? And that's come back tomorrow because we're going to talk about that piece tomorrow. Um, yeah, the, I feel like the bad bitch is the easiest one to identify with because it is so tangible, right? Because that masculine energy is tangible. So the, of course the bad bitch is the easiest one to get behind because we can see it. We know it, right? We can make our to-do list and like, yeah, I'm a bad bitch. Here's my to-do list. I'm a do shit, right? So she's easy, right? We're all bad bitches right now. Tomorrow I'm going to teach us how to be bad bitches with goddess vibe, okay? So that's the second one, the bad bitch. And the third one, the third way that we interact with ourselves is the queen archetype. And the queen archetype, we can only achieve the queen archetype when we have mastered both the goddess and the bad bitch. And again, I feel like most of us have like some, some bad bitch in us. Yes, let me know. Are you a bad bitch? And I don't want you to be like, I'm not a bad bitch, so I'm not going to respond. You are all bad bitches, and I want to see you claiming it in the fucking comments right now, okay? You are a bad bitch. Tell me. I'm a bad bitch. I am a bad bitch. Drop it in the comments. All right, so I feel like we all have somewhat mastered the bad bitch. We need some work on our goddess. That's why we're all here. But the queen cannot be achieved adequately without both of these pieces. All right, the queen is where both of these pieces come together. Oh, I tell people daily. <laughs> yes, yes, girl. So the queen is where both of these things come together. So queen is when we have the things that we desire. It's the culmination of the goddess and the bad bitch when you have and receive everything that you desire. Right, so the queen, I mean, 
what is queen energy? Queens get to do and have whatever the fuck they want, right? There's this song. I don't know the name of the song, but it's all about all of the kings. If all the kings had their queens on the, on the throne, we would pop champagne and raise a toast. All of the queens who are fighting alone, you're not dancing on your own. I don't know the name of the song. I don't know the chick who sings it. I just know that part. But in that song, and I don't know shit about chess, but in that song, she talks about how in chess, the king can only move one space at a time, but the queen can move wherever the fuck she wants, whenever the fuck she wants to, however the fuck many spaces she wants to. She has total dominion over this board, right? The queen has total dominion. Even though the king may be the face of the kingdom, she's the real backbone. She's the real sustenance, right? So the queen has it all. The queen leads with her goddess energy. The queen gets shit done because she's a fucking queen and she said she would, and as a result, because she's leading with this certainty and with this, this knowingness and because she takes the aligned action steps to do the things that she knows she needs to do to get the shit done, she receives all that she desires. There is no, like, she, she just, she just is like, it's, it's even hard for me to put it into words because guys, when we begin to really embody this energy, this divine feminine energy, it transgresses language. Like it surpasses language it is a feeling it is very very visceral and it is a full body and it's just like like I'm tingling right now you guys I'm tingling <laughs> and it's hard for me to put it into words but that's the power of the divine feminine and that's the power of these two things coming together the divine feminine and the divine masculine when these two things meet it is magic it is alchemy and it is the moment when we get to receive, when we are showing up and taking action from a place of alignment and knowing, when we are putting our vibration and our energetic well-being first, when we are putting that priority, we are making that a priority, right? When we heal our relationship with ourselves and with our body and with our femininity, and then when we marry that with just taking action and showing the fuck up because we are bad bitches, that's when we become queens, that's when we embody it all. There's so many people out there claiming, queen, I'm a queen, I'm a queen. And I think everyone to a certain degree is a queen. But if you really want to be a fucking queen, then you master your goddess energy, you show up like a bad bitch, and then you earn your crown. You, you earn your crown. Then you claim your throne. Right? Is this making sense? Let me know if this is making sense. I better, I'm going to look at the comments. Yes, yes. Devotion, Discipline, Desire, Kings and Queens by... Okay, thank you. Thank you. I love that song. Queen, Queen. Hey, Candace. Hey, girlfriend. Okay. So how are we feeling? We have our goddess, we have our bad bitch, and we have our queen. And like I said, tomorrow is going to be a complete dive into all things goddess. Because again, that I feel like that tends to be the most challenging one to master. Right, that's the hardest one to master. That's the hardest one to embody. That's the hardest one to really nail down because it's not tangible. It's not tangible. It is an energy. It is a vibe. It is a frequency. Whereas the bad bitch, like we can look at a to-do list and know what to do, right? So at any moment, any moment, with any goal that we have, with any desire that we have on our heart, we can choose to embody any of these three. I've actually been working toward balance without knowing it for about eight months. Tiffany, that's awesome. Foundational. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. 
So at any given moment, we can choose to embody these three things. We can choose to embody these three archetypes, right? So we can choose to lead with goddess energy and everything that we do is almost like regal. And I know regal might be, you know, reserved for the queen, but that that's it. Like it's this energy of just knowing and certainty and just like, here I am world. Like there's no guilt. There's no shame. There's no doubt. There's no, you know, second guessing who you are when you like, when you, when you lead with goddess energy, like even when you're folding clothes, you're like, it's just like this beautiful, like sensual. And when I say sensual, I don't necessarily even, I don't mean sexual. It's like, it's just all senses are activated. I need to fucking stop talking about the goddess. <laughs> oh my gosh. But that's just as an example, like we can, we can choose to embody any of these three archetypes at any given moment in any given task. So think about something as simple as folding laundry. I hate folding laundry. I hate folding laundry, but I can choose to make the experience of folding laundry whatever I want it to be. If I choose to embody my goddess energy, then folding that laundry becomes the most sensual act that I can do. I am grounded in gratitude for the fact that I have clean clothes and I am just taking my time and I am folding them. And it is just this luxurious, beautiful, sensual experience. And it's just, it's rooted in gratitude. It's rooted in high vibrational energy of, yes, I am folding this laundry. It is not my favorite thing to do in the world, but fuck, I am a goddess and I am grateful for the clothes on my back. I'm grateful for how lovely this laundry detergent smells. I am so grateful for this basket that now I get to put these clothes in so I don't have to carry them piece by piece to put them away. I'm so grateful for the washing machine that did the washing for me and then the dryer that dried them for me. I don't have to like do the little board thing and hang them up on clotheslines. Like I am so grateful and for that I am going to take my time and I'm going to make this moment count and I'm going, you know, to, to just embody this, this sense of gratitude throughout my entire body and bring that into the experience. Does that make sense? So we can choose to act on our goals and, and things like that from that space. We can also choose to do it from the bad bitch space. So if I'm folding laundry like a bad bitch, I'm like, fuck, I don't wanna do this laundry. I don't wanna fold this laundry. This does not excite me at all. But you know what? They're clean clothes. I'm grateful for the fucking clean clothes and I'm gonna fold them because I don't wanna live out of my washing machine. I don't wanna live out of my dryer and I don't wanna live out of basket. So I'm gonna fold my laundry like a bad bitch, right? I'm gonna fold my laundry like a bad bitch. I'm gonna stack it up like a bad bitch, put it in my basket and then I'm gonna put it away like a bad bitch because I am grateful that I have a washing machine. I'm grateful that I have a dryer. I'm grateful that I have clean clothes and I'm gonna act like a grateful bad bitch and I'm gonna take action from this space. Like, can you feel the difference in the energy just in the way I'm talking about it? Like the goddess is much more like just enjoying and, and just moving and flowing. She's still getting shit done, but she's doing it from a different energy of just reverence and gratitude and grace. Whereas the bad bitch is like, just getting shit done, getting shit done. I'm still the bad bitch, but I'm getting shit done. Right. And, and both of them meet or neither of them are fuck. I gotta put some laundry away. I gotta do some laundry. I gotta fold this laundry. Really don't want to fold this laundry, but I know I got to do it. So I guess I'll fold it. It's a very different energy. <laughs> it's a very different energy. And that energy influences our vibration, which then impacts the energetic signal we're sending out into the universe. Guys, every single moment we are manifesting. And that manifestation is either intentional or unintentional. And it is either getting us closer to or further away from where we want to be. And even though you might not think the vibe that you fold laundry with is getting you closer to your business goals, it fucking is because it's contributing to your vibe. 
If you are in a shitty low vibrational place, seeing yourself as a victim, seeing yourself as, as lacking or this or that because you have to fold these clothes and God forbid because, you know, you don't fold clothes, like that is a vibrational, that is a vibrational signature that's being sent out. Is this making sense? You should create a goddess code playlist. Oh, I have a playlist called Embodiment of the Goddess um, that I shared with clients like two years ago when I first created it, I can share it in the group if you want me to. And it would be so cool. You guys go in and add whatever songs that you like to it too. That's what I had um, former clients do when I shared it with them. They would just add. So it's just this whole collection of like goddess songs from like 10 or 12 different people. It's really cool. Um, but anyway, back to what I was saying. You might not think the vibe that you cook dinner with or you know that you do laundry with or you sweep your floors with or, or any of that. You might not think that that's contributing to your ultimate success in business or, or your career or whatever, but it is. It is because again, we are constantly manifesting and you know, whatever vibration we put out is the vibration we're going to get back in return, right? So in any given moment, and, and to me, and if you, you haven't followed me for a while, then you won't know this, but if you have, then you know, success to me is holistic. And if I can't, if I'm only high vibe when I'm in my office working, then my, my success is not holistic, right? When I walk out of my, my office door, if I am, you know, instantly low vibrational and ungrateful and this and that, and people can throw me off of my vibe, you know, instantly, then I, my success is not holistic. I am not embodying the goddess or the bad bitch or anything. I'm not really embodying anything at that moment other than like being a victim and just living my life on default and hoping for the best. So whichever archetype you choose, the goddess, the bad bitch, the queen, whatever, it's all about intention, how are you choosing to spend your moments? How are you choosing to spend and use your energy? Are you going to do it from this place of grace and gratitude and abundance and love like a goddess? Are you going to do it from this place of getting shit done because I said I was going to get shit done and because I'm a bad bitch and I get to get shit done like a bad bitch? Or then the queen, like I said, the queen is just this combination of both of them, right? Like, Doing the, doing the things from a place of knowing and understanding and, and grace and gratitude and all of that. But also like, I'm a queen. Queens get shit done. Queens get shit done. Queens get shit done from a place of alignment and a place of knowing. And then once the shit's done, the queen like, she rests and she rests without guilt. So it's all about bringing more intention. The, the sacred and the divine feminine is about intention. And she's about like making every fucking moment count. Even something as small as folding your laundry, making it count. Because the divine feminine knows that it all counts. Every moment counts. Your life counts. Your life matters. And every moment in, like every moment that you experience is contributing to your, the thing that is your life. Right? So the divine feminine is about bringing more intention into your day. Like it, just from a very simple standpoint bringing more intention, bringing more pleasure, bringing more play. And again, we're going to talk all about this um, tomorrow with the goddess because she directly influences. At this point now, I've painted this picture. Like she directly influences the bad bitch and she also directly influences the queen. We can't become a queen without mastering our goddess, right? So the goddess directly influences both. There are so many things that can knock us out of our alignment with our goddess. Maybe we've never encountered her before. Maybe we've encountered her, but then we lost her and, you know, we, we've been struggling to get back with her. Things that kind of derail us from, from really connecting with our goddess and embodying that energy are things like trauma, 
conditioning, old stories, old patterns, old beliefs, broken relationships with our bodies or with, with our sisters or with our mothers. Um, things like the sister wound or the witch wound or the mother wound. Like all of these things disconnect us, deeply, deeply disconnect us from our goddess energy, the divine feminine flow, right? And the goddess ultimately is what makes life beautiful and joyful and pleasurable. She puts pleasure and play above all things. Because she knows when she is deeply rooted in her own pleasure and in her own play, when she is deeply committed to her own pleasure, like nothing can exist but abundance. Like that's all that there is. Lack and scarcity and fear cannot exist where, where abundance reigns. And that is the truth of the goddess. That is what she intentionally cultivates in her life. How can I make this moment more intentional? How can I make this moment more pleasurable? How can I connect more deeply with the beauty that is this one moment? Because guys, this one moment is all the fuck we have. That is it. The, the past doesn't exist. The future doesn't exist. The only thing that exists is the present moment. Especially like if we're talking about in the quantum, in the quantum field of energetics, there's nothing but the eternal present moment. Yesterday was a present moment yesterday. Tomorrow will be a present moment tomorrow. Everything is just the fucking present. So how can we bring more intention and pleasure into each individual present moment? Because that's all the fuck we have. And your current present moment is a direct reflection of all of the choices and all of the intention that you have brought into your life up until now. But you get to decide that that gets to change moving forward by embodying more of your goddess, by being more grateful, by being just embodying an energy of abundance, no matter what the fuck you're doing again. And guys, I'm a mom of three. <laughs> I am a mom of three and I, I would be lying to you if I said I had mastered this completely. I had a breakdown last night, just being honest and transparent. Like I'm in my luteal phase, which is the PMS phase. I'm moving closer and closer to my bleed and I had a breakdown. But the goddess in me is able to give myself grace. And the goddess in me is able to bounce back. And the bad bitch in me is able to still get my shit done. And it's when these two things come together that I become a queen. And the same is true for you. The same is true for you. So, um, yeah, let's see. Tired ass men disconnect us too. We cut them loose, but the wounds heal slow. That's right. Yeah. You know, toxic relationships, whether it's with men or with other women or, you know, whatever. Parents, guys, generational trauma. You literally carry your, it's up to seven generations of trauma in your womb space. Any like generational feminine trauma that you have can be stored in your womb space for up to seven generations. And this is because like when I was pregnant with my daughters, I was carrying the precursors of what will one day become my grandchildren. So when you stop and think about that, you were literally carried by your grandmother in her womb when she was pregnant with your mother, of course, those traumas are going to carry forward. Of course they are. So the question then becomes, or the, or the, the, I don't want to say the struggle or the battle or anything like that, but the thing that we need to then do is heal those traumas. And that's a huge part of what goddess code is all about is healing those traumas, identifying them not identifying with them because they're not, they're not us. They don't define us, but they do influence our ability to connect with ourselves. So that is what I have for you guys today.
right? Let's do a little recap and then we're gonna do a card pull. Okay, let me know in the comments if you want a card pull. I will pull one individually for you if you want one. Just drop an emoji. Otherwise, I'm just gonna do a collective one. But we went over the fact that there are both masculine and feminine energies in absolutely everything in the world, regardless of gender, sex, orientation, anything like that. Everything has masculine and feminine energies. It's a law of the universe. It is the law of gender. And it just is. It just is. We all have them. Most of the time, there's an imbalance, either towards the masculine or towards the feminine. And the, the goal is to, you know, create something that looks like energetic harmony between these two things. Um, because we need both. The truth is that we need both. So really seeking to find that harmony and especially as women healing the relationship with our divine feminine, you know, first and foremost, because like I said, most of the time the masculine feels safe, right? We, we still have a wounded relationship with the masculine because we rely on it to give us our worth, to give us a sense of worth, right? But that's, that, that tends to be where we, we want to, to just hang out because it feels safe and it feels familiar and it feels easier than getting in touch with our emotions that can be a little sticky and, and uncertain sometimes. But in order to receive the things that we want in life, the love, the money, the abundance of this, the that, because these are masculine and because they, they represent um, safety and stability and security and structure, the feminine has to feel safe in receiving these things right? Money, I'm just using money as an example, but money is a constantly flowing energetic current. Always. It does not come from a specific person. Money does not come from people. Money comes through people. Money comes from the universe. It is a material resource with an immaterial source. And if we don't feel safe receiving it, if we don't feel worthy receiving it, then we won't. It doesn't matter how many opportunities come up, we won't receive. And if we do receive, it'll never feel like enough. So money does not come from other people. If you, if you believe that money comes from people, then you are idolizing people because you're saying that they are the source of your good because money and love vibrate at the same frequency, right? So we, we can't look to people for more money. We have to look towards the universe for more money. We have to look to open ourselves to receiving abundance from the universe, right? So we have to feel that. We have to feel that in order to do that, we have to, you know, embody more of this divine feminine. And then we went over the three ways that we interact with ourselves in terms of, or in context of the divine feminine, the goddess, which is pure, oh my gosh, you guys, sorry. <laughs> it was like, you go there, like when you play with your hair and there's that one hair that's longer because it's in the process of like shedding. Anyway, I digress. Um, but we have the goddess who is pure feminine energy. And we're going to talk more about her tomorrow. She directly influences both the bad bitch and the queen. Then we have the bad bitch who is purely masculine energy, the getting shit done vibe because you said you were going to, sacred discipline, just doing the damn thing. And then there's the queen, which is the alchemy of the two. And this is when we're able to receive the riches. This is when we're able to claim the throne. This is when we're able to take our crown and wear it proudly because we've mastered the feminine and we're open to receiving and because we're committed to doing the sacred disciplines in order to making it happen right? So that's what we've covered today. Does anyone have any questions about anything that I've said? If you do have questions, drop them in the comments and I will respond to them. I would also love to know your feedback on this. If there's anything that was confusing, if you fucking loved it, let me know. Okay. So I see Tiffany first. I'm going to do Tiffany and then Lindsay and then Sarah and then Kayla. Right universe. What does Tiffany need to receive today? I'm pulling from the Starseed Oracle deck, by the way my favorite day. Our universe, what does Tiffany need to receive today? <sighs> oh, that was not a clean break. I do not pull a card if it doesn't come from a clean break. 
to let it shuffle again. All right, universe, what does Tiffany need to receive today? What message do you have for her? What does she need to know? Okay. Hmm. It's on my list. Yes, it's so good. The Seas of Mintaka. All right, seeing potential, bringing consciousness to light. All right, Tiffany. So this is this card is pulled for Tiffany, but if the message resonates with you, then trust that the message was for you as well. Okay. Spirit talks through all different ways. So Spirit might be talking to you too. Where are you? Okay, there we go. All right, Mintaka, I think I'm saying that right. Min Mintaka, Mintaka, I don't know. It's thought to have been a water-based planet containing the most crystal clear waters you could ever imagine. So clear that you could see for miles and miles underwater. The Seas of Mintaka card represents this crystalline clarity of potential and possibility. Ooh, Tiffany, I like where this is going. It's about the ability and the choice to see the potential in all people and situations. This could be one of your natural traits, or it could be a sign that you're currently doing, that what you're currently doing is, has great potential. Mintakins are thought to have been a galactic race who saw the light in everything and everyone. You may have received this card in confirmation that a situation or project that has extreme potential and will reach fruition. If this appears in a spread, it's a very positive sign that things are working out for the highest potential of all involved. It's a very uplifting, light-filled card that brings great harmony, contentment, and positive outcomes. According to Carl Jung, that which we do not bring to consciousness appears in our life as fate. When water appears in dreams and art, it often represents the unconscious mind. Pulling this card also means you may be called to bring to light any unconscious patterns of which you're unaware. This is the perfect card for this discussion, by the way. To look at them and see them clearly and consciously so that they appear in your life as fate. What unconscious patterns or behaviors are ready to be brought to the light of day, Tiffany? And then the Starseed Soul Inquiry questions are, how can you see the potential in a situation that you're facing? And what unconscious patterns are you being called to bring to light? I started writing a book this week. Mic drop. Tiffany, the universe is like, you go, girl. You go, girl. You keep going, girl. Oh my gosh, what a perfect card for that. Oh, I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. Okay, so that resonated for sure. Who's next? Lindsay. Oh, Lindsay, sweet Lindsay. I adore you. You are just the sweetest human, and I'm so grateful that the universe has brought you into my life. All right, universe, what card does Lindsay need to receive today? What does she need to see? What does she need to know? What do you have for her? one of my favorite cards in the whole deck girl you are not for everyone you are not for everyone I swear to god I pull this card so many times so often <laughs> it's like the universe is like stop trying to fit in because you're not meant to okay so the world is filled with people who no matter what you do just won't like you but it's also filled with those who will love you fiercely they are your people you're not for everyone and that's okay talk to the people who can hear you don't waste your precious time and gifts trying to convince others of your value they won't ever want what you're selling don't try to convince them to walk alongside you you'll be wasting both of your time and theirs and will likely inflict unnecessary wounds that will take precious time to heal you're not for them and they're not for you politely wave them on and continue on your way sharing your path with someone is a sacred gift don't cheapen it by rolling yours in the wrong direction keep facing your true north 
Pulling this card means you're being called to embrace your uniqueness, to own your weirdness, to let the world see who you really are, to reveal your multifaceted, multidimensional nature, not to dim your light according to who is in your presence, to own all parts of yourself so that your people, the ones who are the same kind of weird as you, can recognize you when your paths cross. How can you embrace your weirdness and not care so much about what other people think? So Lindsay, let me know if that resonates for you. It's one of my favorite cards in the whole freaking deck. I love it so much. Okay, who is next? Sarah, Sarah McIntosh. Yes, okay. All right, universe, what message does Sarah need to receive? What do you have for her? What does she need to know? What does she need to hear? <sighs> what message do you have for her? Weird is the best. Yes. Ooh, Sarah, I love this card for you. Oh my gosh. It's such a beautiful card. Okay. So Star Brothers, Horus Energy, Protection, Loyalty, Safety, and Trust. Lindsay, love that. Thank you. Love fiercely and own all parts of you. Yes, 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 girlfriend. Okay. Star Brothers, you're more protected than you can imagine. It's safe to open the back of your heart. You're being called to be open to receiving a new level of support now from those in your life and from the benevolent beings you're connected with. Through ancestral patterning, current life traumas, and past life karmic impressions, many of us have become mistrustful and suspicious of loyalty and have blocks when it comes to receiving support. We've learned that we need to go at life alone, That's not that it's not safe to let our guard down and our heart open, that the world isn't a friendly place. The Star Brothers want, want you to have a new experience of life on Earth. They want you to feel deeply secure and safe, even if you're going through a difficult time. They want you to hand over your fears to them, to see them as opportunities to let in more love. They're guiding you to stay open to receiving a greater level of support than you could ever imagine, both in the world and beyond. To call in your team of loyal protectors and supporters, both physically and energetically. They want you to learn to soften through life's ups and downs and to learn to open your heart, especially when it most wants to harden. So Sarah, how can you open yourself up to receiving more support? Let me know if that card resonated for you. I just have an, I just have a feeling that it did, <laughs> so let me know. All right, and then the last person I see something from is Kayla. So if there's anyone else who wants a card who's on, oh, it's Sarah, okay, I see Sarah too, never mind. All right, so Kayla and Sarah, wait, JK, Sarah Caulfield, are you still here and do you want a card? I don't know, I can't tell if you want a card or not. It looks like you were responding to someone else, but I just want to make sure. I don't want to miss you if you want one. Okay, so universe, what message does Kayla need to receive today? What do you have for her? What does she need to hear? What does she need to know? <sighs> okay, cool. All right, Kayla, the great severing. The great severing. Okay, I'd love one. Yes, girl. Okay, cool. Awesome. <laughs> All right, Kayla, the great severing. I haven't pulled this one in a while. Okay. This is a shadow card, one that may feel confrontational. Don't be afraid. It's here to bring to the surface anything that's standing in the way of letting in love. The warring planet of Mars is our constant reminder that it's important to soften, forgive, and find our way back to love. There are many things in the human experience that make it difficult for our heart and soul to stay open to the never-ending source of love. We're all wounded and our unconscious wounds inflict wounds on others. 
It can feel like a never-ending dance we can never escape. If we aren't careful, before long, we'll see the world as a scary, dangerous place where fear and anxiety roam free. If this card surfaces, it could be for two reasons. Firstly, for you to acknowledge the difficult emotions, situations, conflicts, wounds, and fears that are causing you pain and anxiety. And second, for you to find your way back to love. When we're hurt, it's normal to close off our heart to the world, to let the painful experience confirm the agony of separation and earthly life. Soften and find a way back to love anyway. When fear, anxiety, and paranoia paralyze you, it's normal to want to hide away from others in the world. Come out of your cave and soften your heart anyway. We're all innocent children spinning our way around the world. Find a way to see the innocence in all people, especially yourself. How are you cutting yourself off from love? How can you soften toward those who have hurt you? Dude, I feel like this is a card for all of humanity right now. I don't know about y'all, but man, this is like the card for humanity. <laughs> All right, guys. Oh, Sarah, it sure did. I'm crying. Oh, I love you. You're so sweet. Okay, so Kayla, let me know if that resonated for you. It wasn't even for me, and it resonated for me. Like, I just want, like, to broadcast that message to everyone. I was going to say that. Yeah, right? It's crazy. Okay, so this card is for Sarah Caulfield. And if there's anyone else on who wants a card before I hop off, let me know. All right, universe, what message does Sarah need to receive today? What do you have for her? Okay. Oh, Sarah. This is literally my favorite card in the entire deck. I want it tattooed on me, and it's just... It's Forge, Don't Follow. Forge, Don't Follow. And this is, this card has a special place for me. Okay. If you wait until the path is perfectly paved, you won't be forging your own. And you'll likely not even take the first step. Don't let a small detail like being unable to find someone to show you the way be the reason you don't step forward and lead. Let it be the reason that you do. The most courageous and needed leaders are the ones who don't wait for permission or until the morning they wake up feeling ready. They take a deep breath, put one foot in front of the other, and figure it out as they go. They don't wait for someone to lead them. They lead themselves. This is a card for leaders. You're here to pave a path that hasn't been walked before, to go first and lead the way for others who are calling you in. If you feel misrepresented in the media, step forward for those who also feel misrepresented. If no one's speaking out on the topics you feel passionate about, share your unique voice. There's no one on earth who comes close to possessing your unique combination of skills, gifts, and life experience. Don't look to those who have come before you to work out your path. Leaders must forge their own. Do it for your daughter. Do it for the younger you. Do it for the leaders who will follow. When you go first, you make it easier for others to follow your lead. Forge, don't follow. How are you being called to forge rather than follow? How can you be the leader you wish you had? Mm. This is bad bitch energy, y'all. Bad bitch energy right here. Such a good card. Sarah, let me know if... Holy shit, girl, goosebumps, right? Oh, man, I love it. I love it. Okay, so if there's no more individual cards, then I'm going to pull one for like a group reading, and then I'm going to hop off and go eat sushi. <laughs> All right, universe, what do we need to receive today as a collective as we close this circle together? What do we need to receive? What message do you have for us? What do we need to know? What do we need to hear? Mm, the golden children, the 
golden children, inner child, tenderness, innocence, rare gifts. This is the perfect card to close on, you guys. Oh, man, I just got so hungry. Does that, does that ever happen to you guys? It just, like, hits you. Like, hunger, like, hits you and, like, smacks you like a Mack truck. And it's like, damn. <laughs> Your stomach's like, feed me, bitch. Okay. Golden children. Children of the sun are highly advanced, extremely intelligent souls who are here incarnating increasingly on planet Earth. They have little or no personal karma and possess incredible gifts and intuitive abilities. Golden children are born with a very clear mission. Many remember it from a young age and begin answering the sh and sharing it early in life. Due to their unique intelligence, they may find themselves easily bored at school. Most have never incarnated on Earth before, so if they're not supported in the right ways, they struggle with physical, with physical life here. They're often referred to as new humans. If you pull this card, it may be a sign that you're being called to mother, father, or nurture a child. You may be called to tend to your own inner child. Inner child healing is a huge piece to reconnecting with the divine feminine, by the way. Um, you may be called to tend to your own inner child, a creative idea or project or a new beginning to treat yourself or the new beginning with sweet, tender love to nurture and nourish it. You guys, this is speaking to the divine feminine to give it every chance to grow and reach adulthood, to encourage it, to water it, to see the world through the innocence of a child, to see yourself and all others as innocent children, to remember that deep down everyone is trying their best and if they're treated with a tender heart, they'll not harden as, the journey, as they journey through this great advent, adventure called life. So how can you treat yourself or others more tenderly? And that is, like I said, that's a huge piece to healing our relationship with our divine feminine and really cultivating um, because I mean, everything that that card just talked about, like cultivating and nourishing and, and loving and having compassion and, and gentleness, all of that is embodying the divine feminine. And it's all things that, you know, might come naturally to give to other people or to do to other people, but it doesn't always come naturally to ourselves because it's associated with selfishness, right? But it is not selfish to love yourself. It is not selfish to uh, pour into yourself and to cultivate the the relationship with yourself. It's not selfish to take time to, to go take a bubble bath. It's not selfish to leave your kids with your spouse and go to Target for a little bit. Like none of those things are selfish. All of those things are, are you know, deeply nourishing to your soul and nourishing and connecting with the soul in that deep level is that's, that's the feminine. That's the divine feminine, like pleasure, pleasure just for the purpose of being pleasurable. Right, with no end, like there's no end goal in the pleasure. It's just pleasure for, for pleasure's sake, right? Something that just feeds your soul. So I, I didn't create any homework for, um, for this masterclass. I normally do, um, but I didn't until just now. <laughs> and my challenge for you and your homework for tonight before tomorrow is I want you to do something just for pleasure's sake, whatever it is, whether it's just roaming the aisles of Target or, you know, whatever, whatever it is, taking a walk outside, do something that doesn't have an end goal just because it feels good. Have a five minute dance party, paint your toenails, do your makeup, whatever feels good. Just do something that nurtures your soul, nurtures your feminine essence and allows you to love yourself a little bit more today and hold yourself a little bit more tenderly. Thank you guys so much for being here. I am so grateful for you. Yes, Tiffany, go buy the fucking deck. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I love it so much. Um, but thank you guys so much for being here. Um, let me know if you have any questions. If you're catching the replay, let me know. I should have said that earlier. Hashtag replay. 
but I will be back here tomorrow, same time, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we are going to dive even more deeply into the goddess. Tomorrow is all about the goddess um, and specific examples for how to reconnect with her, how to embody her so that we can ultimately become the queen of our lives, right? All right, guys, I love you so much. Thank you for being here. I'm so grateful for you, um, and I'll see you tomorrow.